is a podcast brought to you by Alexander Daniels Global, your recruitment partner in the additive manufacturing industry. My name is Julia Opria and I'm your host in this podcast. I'm also the director of Europe at AD Global. We are committed to helping this industry grow and our contribution to the industry is talent. We talk to high potential professionals on a daily basis and with this podcast we want to bring to you their stories, their challenges, and their approach to unknown territories. We hope you enjoy. Man knows himself only to the extent that he knows the world. He becomes aware of himself only within the world, and aware of the world only within himself. Every object well contemplated opens up a new organ of perception within us. Goethe. When I sat down to edit the recording of this conversation with my guest, this quote from Goethe felt like an appropriate introduction. It's really worth contemplating on. In today's episode, my guest is Marie Langer, the CEO of EOS. Marie talks about travel, journeys, about understanding ourselves better, and turning that insight into innovation, sustainability, and collaboration among diverse teams in a global company like EOS. We hope you enjoy. Hi, Marie, and thank you so much for joining us in this episode uh, in the podcast, 3D People, The Way We Work. It's really a pleasure to speak with you today. Um, so welcome. Yeah, thank you, Julia. I'm very, very pleased as well that, that, you, that we're having this podcast today, actually. Um, I was really curious about you uh, before I heard the news that you've become the CEO of uh, EOS. I was already curious to learn more about you. Uh, and I'm sure that some of the people who are also now uh, listening to this podcast uh, are curious uh, about you as a person as well. Um, why don't we just get started and I ask you, who is Marie Langer? <laughs> okay, so let me start. So I'm uh, 30 years, uh, 33 years old. Um, I'm a part of a family business. Uh, my dad founded EOS uh, when I was three years old, so 1989. Um, I have a brother um, as well. He's a few years older than me, and we're actually having both roles in our group of companies now. Um, yeah, I um, I would consider myself as a very optimistic person. Um, I have a lot of friends. I, I love to travel. I lived uh, very long outside of Germany, most of my time in Vienna, but also spent some time in Cape Town in South Africa and in Lima in Peru, working there and studying there as well. And um, yeah, so... So I, I, I like to describe myself as a, as a European citizen, actually. And um, yeah, that I, I think uh, um, another thing that is really important to me is um, culture. That also fits very well with, uh, with my interest of, um, of traveling. Um, I'm really interested in getting to know other cultures and, and um, yeah, how, how to interact uh, with them. Um, and uh, yeah, what matters to me is actually um, also to 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 drive um, um, uh, our company culture in that manner. And um, I'm also very interested in uh, sustainability and how actually every one of us can contribute something to to a long-lasting 
planet actually that we all mm -hmm. want to save so yeah that's that's uh, uh before yeah. i go i too more into detail so important were, like, when, a, when a person is traveling around the world and also gets a chance to live in other countries it's it's such a good way to get to know ourselves and then i believe that through that we understand other people better and that's how we develop tolerance and curiosity to differences actually and um so I was really fascinated about because I've been reading about you a bit, and uh, I was I was also fascinated about what you studied. It's also a field of interest for me, and I was curious to ask you what drove you to study psychology. I think that's what you did in Vienna, right? And also organizational yeah. development. Yeah. So. Um... First of all, I was always very interested in human interactions and human behavior. So why why do uh, people behave the way they do? And the interest was also sparked because um, uh, some like uncles and aunts in, in in my family and also my cousin they they uh, yeah get in touch with a psycho uh, psychology very early on. So it was a, always a, a big topic in our family also to to discuss. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I was driven by by my interest to understand actually and to make sense out of things and. Um, Organizational development was also very interesting for me as I knew that I'm, um, um, of course, part of this family business and, and, and maybe might one day also take over a more shaping role. Um, organizational development was something I, I, I uh, saw as a good fit as well to prepare me for that. Mm -hmm. And. So through, throughout all these journeys that you've been through um, up until this point, um, what do you think is the appreciation that someone gave to you which stands out the most for you or that you remember the most? So I thought about it uh, uh, a bit actually thinking, um, uh, yeah, when I when I wrote this question, so uh, when I when I uh, um, read this question, and I I I think the most important for me was when it was a few months ago, and my dad told me he's really proud of me, and um, so of course I think parents being proud or friends being proud and showing your dad that that is something really important. So yeah, that's that's why I picked this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I'm sure it must be really elevating. And um, also connected to that, I read in the, the interview in the Handelsblatt and um, mm -hmm. there they mentioned that uh, you had um, a coach to help you design this transition to, to your role now as a CEO. And I was curious if you could tell us more about this experience, like how, how did it all turn out or how did it work? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, that was a very interesting um, experience, actually, because we started already five years ago to uh, work on, on this topic of succession planning within the family. So my mother, my father, my brother and me. And um, at the beginning, we realized that it's quite quite challenging to just solve it like the four of you in a family dynamic, so with parents and children. And so we kind of got to this point five years uh, ago already where we felt, okay, maybe we should should consider to to discuss these topics with a coach. So so um, someone, having someone who's giving a little bit of a framework. 
And then my father, like we were on the search of who could be a good fit. And then my father coincidentally actually uh, ran into uh, Professor Bort. Um, and uh, he was really excited about him. My, my father can be really excited about things. And, and so <laughs> he, he was really inspiring us to, to, to meet him. He's a, a philosophist, uh, so it was quite an interesting approach. Uh, he actually worked also with some other um, uh, families that running businesses together. So he, ha he had some experiences there. And um, yeah, he, he actually, when he started to work with us, he said that, hey, he's only starting to work with us under the condition that it's an open process. So the, the, it cannot, like the goal cannot be clear yet. So we all need to be able, like especially then my brother and me to after this process, deciding what to do with it. And because first of all, we had this idea of, okay, within like three years, we do succession planning. And then afterwards, my brother and me, we have roles in the company. So he said, that's not gonna work. So it needs to be an open process. Um, and he also said, first of all, everyone needs to participate um, in an academy for a week where we did a lot of meditation, a lot of self-reflection individually. So um, yeah, and then um, I, I make it more quick now than actually he, um, uh, yeah, he, he, he worked with us for, for three years. Uh, it was individual coaching, but also working uh, together as a whole family, where it was a lot about uh, the unifying um, uh, sense of purpose that we all have, like what is driving our family. And um, then um, going from that, defining what our individual contributions can be and what we want to do. And yeah, so it was a very intensive time um, and a very, very helpful work we did together. And um, I'm very, very happy that, that we did it that way. I think uh, he contributed a lot to, to where we are today. Do you think you will still continue working with coaches throughout this process or is this like a closed process now? I yeah, I love to work with coaches. I think everyone should do that. Actually, you can help, like you can learn so much about yourself. And um, so I, I see him once in a while. So we're not in this clear process anymore. So it's not that we would meet like every other month or something, something like that. But sometimes when I feel there's something I want to discuss, I, of course, would reach out. And I also have have other mentors and coaches in my in my network. Um, so I think um, uh, that's a very, very uh, important lever, especially when you're young and, and, and when you're driven and you want to you wanna grow, then, um, and I think everyone wants to grow as a person, um, I, I can recommend everyone to, to, yeah, work with a coach, with a yeah, good one, totally. though. <laughs> yes, totally agree with you. Um, <laughs> You also mentioned that you would like to see AOS become a truly global player. And mm -hmm. I was curious, what do you think, what role does the organizational development and the recruitment play in that? Yeah, so uh, first of all, of course, we are uh, globally present. So, so we are in a lot of different countries. We have headquarters in Singapore, in the US, and, and here in, in Europe. Uh, but then I think also from a the way we work and um, um, how we work together as a company in a global setup. 
um, there we will we will give our region much more much more power actually and decentralize a lot of our functions in the next years. Uh, so what I mean with that is that it's not only uh, about our headquarter in Germany to build up all the resources there, but also making sure that we build up the necessary resources in our other regions as well to work together towards a, uh, a global setup there. And when it comes to organizational development, I think it, it kind of needs a different way of working there because it's less of a hierarchical approach. Um, it's more of a team of teams approach. So to make sure that we have interdisciplinary teams, also maybe at different, um, at different parts in the world working together to actually make our vision a reality so that's a little bit philosophical <laughs> but but i think that's like my overall goal and we, we we do a lot right now as a first step to 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 reposition some teams and some functions we have in that manner mm -hmm. and when it comes to bringing in new people into the team so with the recruitment side um what do you think that how does that in influence this this goal yeah, so we will, of course, also look look at recruiting specific functions more in the regions to also get more balance there. And I'm also did a first step uh, looking at the management team at EOS and bringing in um, two two uh, Americans to my to my team and also um, our our um, director in in, in APAC. Um, so we also, from a from a leadership team setup, starting to work more globally, and I think that's also a very powerful thing. I will look more into, um, yeah, because uh, because you have to be role models in that. You know, normally in the more decentralized you are, the more the management is traveling. So <laughs> let's see mm -hmm. how this goes. But as you know, how 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 much I like to travel, I I wouldn't mind to do it like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for me, that's also something, you know, that you always uh, can talk about diversity in teams and how it actually can make you stronger. And one thing is uh, woman and man, and the other thing is also different cultures. And that's something mm -hmm. that is really important to me. And I will make sure that we drive the company further in that spirit. Mm -hmm. At Formnext, you spoke about uh, the importance of sustainability so i'm going back a bit to the topic mm -hmm. that you mentioned in the yes, beginning of course so the whole topic of the sustainability in additive manufacturing industry um what do you think needs to change in the minds of the people who are are working in the industry to also think in more think in terms of are we doing this sustain in a sustainable way <clears throat> and um yeah what does us plan to do in regards of, of the sustainability topic so first of all, um, we consider ourselves as uh, thought leaders and pioneers. So for me, as a first step, it's really important to position this whole topic of sustainability and make everyone aware of the benefits we have in this technology and like additive manufacturing. Um, because in the in the end, it's actually a very responsible way of manufacturing. We know that we we can deliver new resource efficiencies, lightweight designs, longer product life, completely reconfigured supply chains, um, inventory waste reduction, and these are just like some buzzwords I'm, I'm throwing now. But but actually, there are so many benefits. Um, of this technology and what is important for me first of all to to position this better in the market 
to make everyone aware and then of course also uh, making sure that internally we do everything to to support that also when it comes to invest more and develop more biodegradable materials uh, looking at energy efficiency um, but also making sure and we we actually uh, build up our Additive Academy, Additive Minds Academy for that, is also to educate um, our customers and, and also at universities much more in a way how to use the technology that we can really, um, um, we, we can really, um, um, how do you say it, bring these benefits uh, in, in a, to the world in a broader scale. And that's also something very important from my perspective. Mm -hmm. What would be your um, career advice for AM professionals who really care about sustainability in the industry? So first of all, and that, that's a little bit a, a bridge to what I just said before. So I think like design and, and learning how, how to use our technology the best. So if I would, would give a recommendation uh, to someone, um, I would actually uh, uh, tell them to study design, but making sure to connect it with uh, technology. So of course, we are a technology company. The core is a technology. If you really want to shape things, um, um, and uh, unless you're in a in a leadership position um, uh, like me, then you need to have core know-how in this technology. But I really would recommend to 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 go look into this design, look into software, what is going uh, becoming more and more important. Um, the, like this whole digital manufacturing topic, uh, we will push this a lot the next mm -hmm. years as we have the, the the technology that is actually the best fit for the digitalization that we're seeing in the world so so i would i would suggest to look into that areas mm -hmm. thank you so it actually this uh, this advice came up already twice in previous episodes um, huh. so it seems like uh, there's a big agreement wow. uh, <laughs> on the design and I spoke with David Escher, he also said design. Oh, nice. Design. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I support that. Yeah. Marie, what do you do for inspiration? I mean, you're doing a lot of things now, and I'm really interested. How do you get your inspiration from? Where do you get it from? So I think some some things I mentioned already, some others I didn't. Uh, so so first of all, I get my my inspiration from conversations with uh, people, or also learning from from leaders. I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Satya Nadella. He's the CEO of Microsoft. I was always very impressed by by this tragic stories of like Anne Frank, for example, or or um, some other people. Um, um, out of history and then learning from them how to be uh, courageous and uh, uh, step up for what you believe in. Barack Obama, I think, um, um, is, is a very, very um, inspirational person as well. And I could 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 uh, tell you now a lot of different names. So I really love to read books um, about the kind of figures that shape the world. That is really inspirational for me. Then, of course, I, I love to go to the museum. I, I love modern art, design, architecture. That's something that gives me a lot of uh, input. Um, and uh, traveling, um, I said that already, is very important to me. But also dancing, doing yoga, going to wellness, having a massage once in a while to relax. So, so I have a, like a broad range of things uh, I do actually that give me a lot of energy and inspiration. 
Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. So last question. Um, can you tell me something that I haven't asked about, but you would like the people who are listening to know about you? Yeah, you know, I was, um, I think what was really interesting for me the last month is that it was like me being now a woman in this role uh, was, was um, a very, very important step for this industry and a lot of people talked about it and first of all it seemed to me a little bit odd because i was raised in a way that i i was always supported in my thoughts my my parents didn't make a difference if i'm a girl or a boy or and, and i did not really experience these kind of differences in society so far so i know that they're there and um so so what what i feel is is uh, i i really want to support and um also start to discuss more with uh, with others is how we can actually uh, get to a world where everyone can live up to their potential and also uh, we have a more diverse um, uh, teams and leadership leaders uh, where most of them are not only men anymore and engineers and technicians but also women um, or other like types of different types of personalities who bring on bring in different different um, aspects that are really important to shape the future of our, our of our planet actually so um, that's something where yeah where I feel there there we have a lot to do still and um, I'm, I'm happy to support um, this this movement and 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 yeah we'll consider a lot of steps in our own company as well in that direction because i think the more diverse we are the more powerful we are yeah thank you so much that's a really cool ending thank you so much and i hope to see you soon in person again yeah the pleasure was all mine thank you for taking time bye thank you bye this episode was brought to you by Alexander Daniels Global, your talent recruitment partner in the additive manufacturing industry. My name is Julia Oprea and I'm your host in this podcast. Follow our LinkedIn page for more episodes and job opportunities in the AM world from the US and from Europe. Thank you very much for listening and stay tuned for more conversations from the 3D printing industry.